Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where I talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in season three, we look forward to hearing from alumni across the globe about how Franciscan University has impacted their life and the lives of people around them. I'm your host, Christy Fleming, class of 2010 and director of alumni relations at Franciscan. Thanks for joining Legends from the Hill podcast. Today we're excited to have Ken Baldwin on the podcast. Ken graduated in 2005 with a degree in Com Arts. After working for Franciscan in both admissions and advancement, he is now the executive director of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. Ken and his wife live in South Bend, Indiana, and are very involved in the Franciscan alumni community there. Let's welcome Ken. Welcome, Ken, to the podcast. It's great to have you today. I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I think about when I came to Franciscan University of Steubenville my first semester, and it was such a um, spur-of-the-moment decision to come to Franciscan University. But it's funny because my dad came to the first youth conference in 1975 Mm. and was a youth minister um, his whole life. So we grew up knowing this is where our parents wanted us to go. Mm. So I think for that reason, and like many students, you're usually the only one in your school that's going to Franciscan University of Steubenville. So in your peer groups, you're sort of like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing for college? And, you know, I sent my ACT scores to two or three schools. Franciscan was one of them. Came and visited the spring semester of my senior year of high school, promptly canceled my deposit and said, I'm never going there. Oh my gosh. And then I got to a youth conference a month before my freshman year of college started. And it was that weekend when I was like, I blew it. I should have come here. Wow. That was your first youth conference. Uh, I had gone to youth conferences all four years of high school. And this was, I don't even know if I was allowed to be at this youth conference because I was at that <laughs> point a graduated senior, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm about to start college. I've canceled my deposit. So I'm not going to the University of Steubenville. And, um, and then I just, being at this youth conference, I just was like, this is where I should have gone. And then that night, the admissions counselor said, if you're a guy, we have housing available still for men. Hmm. And when he said that, I was like, I got to, wow. I know I need to talk to him. So for two hours, Christy, I sat 20 feet from this poor guy's booth and just stared at him because <laughs> I knew if I talked to him, I was going. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So sure enough, I just kind of said this prayer of the Holy Spirit, and it was like, okay, just take me. <laughs> hmm. And and so, um, yeah, so it was very beautiful. So when I started at the university, it was, um, I think I was still a little bit in shock that I was actually there. Um, and I had like an ACL reconstructive surgery, so I couldn't play sports, which is usually how I met people. Hmm. So I remember my first year kind of being difficult. I was able to join Prince of Peace Household, and I think that was crucial for me to just um, get acclimated to campus life. And then my second year, you know, going to Austria, mm-hmm. um, doing those things that just at a certain point, I remember being in the Alps thinking, I'm in the Alps growing in my faith, mm-hmm. um, becoming a different person, becoming who God created me to be. Mm-hmm. And just realizing, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that when I talked to that admissions counselor, mm-hmm. I decided to talk to him, mm-hmm. right? So 
Um, and then, so I would say my time at the university was one where um, it was a it was a time of great growth for me. I mean, when I started my freshman year, and I jokingly say, you know, I've worked with Scott Hunt at the St. Paul Center now for over ten years. I am probably the least likely person if if you know anybody that went to school with me my freshman sophomore year, especially, would say this is like the last guy <laughs> that we would expect to be working at a Bible Institute um, with Scott Hahn. I was not a theology major or anything like that. But I think what happened is during my time at the university, just a time of great spiritual growth spiritual maturity. Um, and I, I remember uh, the gratitude of when I was walking uh, at graduation and um, the, just this feeling such a, a deep gratitude that I was at a, uh, a university that helped me grow in all my areas of my life, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was just, for me, it was, was an incredible experience. Um, I also have to mention that, um, we're, we're recording this, um, in December of 2023. I just noticed that December 3rd was the 19th year anniversary that my wife and I went on our formal dance together. Oh, 19, 19 years. years ago. Wow. We, it was not quite a blind date because we had a friendship, but we went to the formal dance, which was at the William Penn Hotel. And that night we kind of knew that there was something special happening. And then um, I just also realized that I um, grew up at St. Francis Xavier Parish. That's where we were married. And I just noticed that that is actually the memorial of St. Francis Xavier. Mm, no way. Yeah. That day. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, of all the blessings I've had at Francisco University, I mean, the greatest is my wife and uh, our kids. And we live in South Bend, Indiana right now. And we and our kids continue to start to bring South Benders to Steubenville mm-hmm. away from Notre Dame. It's very funny. <laughs> Uh, our kids are all convinced they're coming to Franciscan University, Steubenville, and are very excited about that. So, yeah. Well, that's very exciting. Gosh. And you, I mean, when I think of you and your wife, I definitely think of people that love Franciscan more than probably anybody else that I know. So it yeah. makes sense that you have a lot of gratitude for all that you experienced and was given here. Yeah. And I think because after I graduated, I worked in the admissions office for three years and so then I got to work with students that were discerning Franciscan, and I started to realize how important Franciscan University was um, just for the country's Catholic church. Um, and I think when you're working with people, you're selling Franciscan University, so that by virtue just evokes mm. a deeper sense of gratitude. And then for four years, I worked with our alums and with our donors. And it just, again, continued to re, I think I had a unique experience as an alum than having worked at the university where I just, um, you know, came away with just, I think maybe a little bit of a different perspective because I got to see the university at work in, in maybe a more in-depth way than what a student would because, mm-hmm. you know, you graduate and you go on. Um, and, and then when you're working with alums, you start to see and hear and know a lot of alums that are doing absolutely incredible things. Mm-hmm. And what's been so fun for me is reconnecting with a lot of alums that I graduated with in 04, 05. Great. Yeah. So can we go back a little bit to your student experience? Uh, so you kind of came here on a whim last minute. What did you decide to study? How did you do that? What was kind of your your plan and your goal there? Yeah, I started, um, I had in high school um, entered in some film festivals and had some success. And I mean, oh my gosh, it's like I, so I loved my com- communication arts degree. 
I loved my professors. Um, I feel like I, I, there was a lot of things that I was able to gain from that degree that were helpful for, for my career now. Um, and, and so, but then I also dived into business classes and things like that. So my two favorite, uh, professors ended up being, um, Professor Zorick mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, Dr. Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and just love those guys. Any class I could have with them to me was like <laughs> entertainment. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just, oh my gosh, they were just, um, so great. I, I would consider them friends and, uh, yeah, I just I just love the the intimacy you could have with professors, you know, mm. the relationships you could build with them, the small and you know, settings and I think especially my third and fourth years I was more mature, you know, just the relationships you could have with people. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes if you know you didn't do very well on an exam, I remember having Father Don Frisco over for <laughs> steak and a beer just to say, "Hey, um, you know, maybe I could have done better, but Let's celebrate anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Very good. Um, And was there anything else about your like the student experience? You mentioned POP and household. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you were involved in or that was happening at that time when you were a student? Yeah, I mean, I was very involved with household, um, you know, and I I think, um, you know, especially diving in. uh, I I love playing sports, you know, um, household life, things like that. And then. Um, I think I just really loved the leadership opportunities you could have at the university as well. And just the opportunities to, I I think I was on a Born in the Spirit retreat with Dave Van Bickle and uh, just a lot of experiences like that that were just so great. The the ability to just grow and mature and, um, you know, just see where my life's gone, you know, um, and, and where others have maybe struggled and not had the same personal development. You know, I just really credit Franciscan mm-hmm. University. And I think it's another reason why we've been so passionate about the university and the future and, and just the growth that Franciscan University is continuing to accelerate. Uh, I, I just is very exciting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Well, we love having you a part of it. Um, so can you tell us maybe a little bit about your, once you graduated, you worked in admissions, you worked in advancement. Um, now you're at the St. Paul Center. What has that experience been like? What have you learned? What's like? Yeah, no, it's my, my, um, my career path has been very interesting because it was my last week of, of college. Um, I realized there was an admissions counselor position. And again, having um, at this point, my wife and I were dating after going to that formal dance 19 years ago I talked about. And so I wanted to stay at the university and the admissions office had a position. So I was hired as an admissions counselor. And then after working there for three years, you became acutely aware of how important financial aid was. And I realized that the university had um, a development department, which were people that were paid to go find more scholarship money mm-hmm. and work with donors. I didn't even know that was like a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of a turning point in my life where then the university hired me to be uh, a development uh, officer. And so I got to work with our supporters and was really excited to raise more scholarship money. And I just ended up loving this sort of uh, career and um, went on and worked at a Catholic high school in Michigan for a few years. And that was a great experience. 
and then came back to Steubenville to work at the St. Paul Center. So like 10 and a half years ago, we had three, four staff, $700,000 a year budget, and really felt like what we had to offer was really important for the church. And so um, we've just been growing so much and all the um, experiences that I, I had working at the university and just growing in my knowledge of philanthropy and working with donors, we were able to really, and we've been blessed with the greatest people. And so we've now grown so much. We have a new headquarters. We're just going to be uh, opening up right on the uh, uh, front door of Franciscan University. And uh, it's just it's just really exciting. We now have like 50 staff and, and uh, doing mm. all sorts of things for priests and seminary professors uh, around the world. So, so mm-hmm. it's just amazing. But I, I, I think that the thing that I've really learned a lot in working with supporters and things like that are a few things that I hope, um, you know, uh, us alums and, and people can think about, which is how am I giving? Am, am I giving to the Lord 10%? And I started to realize this because I'm, I'm running around telling people you should give to Franciscan University and I met with a fellow once who was a younger guy, and he was kind of known for being very generous. And I was curious to meet him. And in a sense, what he shared with me is, um, I'm not uniquely talented. I finished towards the bottom of my law school class. But when I started my law practice, I promised the Lord, whatever you do for me, I'm going to give you more than 10%. And, and mm. he was convinced that his success in business was a result of that commitment he made to the Lord. Hmm. So I went home and I realized I was not giving 10%. You know, I crunched the numbers. Hmm. So it, I was convicted. So I, Maria and I ramped up our, our giving to make sure we were giving 10%. Hmm. And literally two months later, I was called into my boss's office and he wanted to give me a raise hmm. for no particular reason. Hmm. And And those experiences I've had so much throughout my life. And so what I've noticed and what I believe is a lot of uh, folks that you could say, well, they're wealthy, so they're giving a lot. I think that actually it's flipped where they get, were willing to give and the Lord has blessed them with wealth. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, you know, it's it's made me and our family really committed to making sure we're giving. And, um, you know, I know that as alums, especially, it's meaningful to give to back to Franciscan University. We always have considered that like a great place for our tithe money to go, hmm. among other things, yeah. especially. So hmm. that's really beautiful because it is a challenge and it's hard to give 10 percent if it's going to stretch you and be difficult. What has your experience been of there's so many good places to give to? And so many wonderful charities or your parish and different nonprofits. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been of people that are like, oh, I already give to this or I'm giving to my school or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think your parish always is is clearly something that's important um, to, you know, something that you support, um, you know, and then you've got your your you might be involved in Catholic schools in your area or whatever. Like there's always important things that a lot of pro-life organizations that need support. And, and then I think you you try and figure out, well, what are our things that, like, Lord's put on your heart to give to? And, um, you know, we've got some alums that are involved with Haiti 180, so that's been important to us, too. Um, and then apostles that we think are really doing a great job of evangelization. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I think for us, Franciscan University will always be important um, because that's where we went. That's what formed us. And there's only so many alums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... 
you know, I think, you know, traditional alums have had a huge role in their alma mater Mm -hmm. in the future. And, you know, living in South Bend, you see how Notre Dame has grown so much, especially with their alum uh, base being so supportive. And so I I think, um, and and it's exciting to see as Francisco University celebrates 75 years, I think our alums are doing more in the way of support than ever before. And that's really exciting to see Mm -hmm. because in many ways, the university is still pretty young compared to a lot of other institutions. And so seeing our alums serving more on the board and taking larger roles and giving back is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. We're excited because for the first time this summer, we'll be bringing our oldest to the youth conferences. No way. So we're going to be bringing a group from Indiana to the youth conferences. And so what's crazy for Marie and I is now being on that other end yeah. of the spectrum where we're now going to be having our kids hopefully coming to the university soon. Right. And our 11-year-old, so we had this tailgate event at Notre Dame Ohio State game. And I shared with Father Dave that um, our daughter, Marianne, who turned 11 this fall, she said to Maria, that she wants to go to Franciscan University because she wants to go to a place that will help her stay Catholic. And we're like, that's incredible that an 11-year-old would say that. Right. And just on their own volition, like we didn't, you know, so. That's amazing that she even recognizes the difference, that there's something different about Franciscan. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you've really seen a full circle of coming in through an admissions counselor, being an admissions counselor, supporting other people with financial aid coming. You've seen it all to then bring your kids is exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and another great joy for me is seeing um, students that I recruited to Franciscan University and seeing them now do so well, mm-hmm. seeing their families. And uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, Bob, went through Francisco University, and he's now a uh, physician's assistant, very successful, might I add. I cannot believe how smart he is. Um, he came to Francisco University undeclared, and uh, he left with a biology degree, crushed it in a physician assistant school, and he's like the top uh, PA in the ER uh, at Cleveland Clinic. And then my wife and my sister-in-law got nursing degrees, and uh, my wife's a nurse practitioner. She's amazing, of course. And then uh, my sister-in-law is a nurse. So it's just uh, amazing how it blessed our siblings as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Very good. Well, do you have any advice for students that might be in a similar experience of coming in and bright-eyed and not sure what the future will hold? Well, I think that uh, when I was a senior, uh, going into my senior year th- during the summer, someone told me, they said to me that, um, you know, because I was anxious, I didn't really have plans, Um what to do after graduation. And she said to me that you kind of just figure things out. Like your life happens in a way that you end up being where you should be. Hmm. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it certainly has been true in my life. And it took this anxiety off my shoulders. Hmm. And I, you know, and I just, you know, I feel like I, almost every job I've had, I've never knew existed when I was in college. So mm-hmm. just that sense of relaxing and just working as hard as you can, doing whatever you can to put yourself in a good position to then um, be successful with wherever God's calling you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's something where my first, I mean, I'll tell you this story. It's really funny. When I was an admissions counselor, I had access to the vault. With the vault was where the admissions 
files were from the students. Okay. So what I want to do, I want to go see mine. Of course. So I go in there and I find my file and I, um, it was beautiful because I found the letter my mom had written, Margaret Weber, saying, you know, Ken's going to cancel his deposit. Hmm. So that was like amazing because I'm like looking at like, what if that had actually been the case? Hmm. Like how different my life would have been? Then I found my essay and it was the most embarrassing one page thing I've ever read in my life. You know, um, I was just, oh my gosh, the, what I wrote um, was uh, just my sense that maybe the university wasn't very academic. I don't even think I could spell academic. So <laughs> it's like, 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 like I would know. I played right. dodgeball my whole high school career. <laughs> but then what I wrote was I knew that the university was second to none in, as far as Catholic faith environment goes. You could kind of see someone coming in that was immature, mm. but that did have a sense of like the faith was important. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I still had a lot of growing up to do and, and certainly the university did that for me. So I think like, especially coming back from Austria is when I really, I think matured a lot more. My GPA got way better. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of set the course for me to just, you know, mm-hmm. do a lot of good that I probably wasn't in a position to do my first two years. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, I actually love that because I had a very similar experience of just how God can tra- change us and transform us. So you don't know where you're going, but yes. when you're focused on God, he definitely opens those doors and yeah. leads us. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just, it's it's exciting for me to be here and, and talk about my experience and uh, how much uh, the university has meant to us, our family. You know, one beautiful thing that happened is a couple of my classmates uh, that were in my house when my dad passed away of Lou Gehrig's disease, they set up a scholarship in his in his memory to help students from Grand Rapids, Michigan, mm. which was a diocese my dad had always worked as a youth minister and as a deacon. And my dad had brought busloads of students for 30 years to Franciscan University. Mm. He has a few youth group students that became priests after going to Franciscan University. So that's been a joy to see you know, I think there's like three or four students now that are getting the mm. scholarship each year to help them afford Franciscan University. So that's a small example of just how mm. alums can do something beautiful and it can make a much bigger impact. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's over $100,000 now in this endowed scholarship fund. So it, it's amazing. And it was started by two alums wow. that were in their 20s that the energy they created created a much bigger yeah. opportunity. Aww. So that's beautiful to be a part yeah. of that and pass it on in memory of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. if if anybody takes anything from this podcast, it's, it's to start a scholarship fund in your local area to help kids go to Francisco University. So yeah, that's amazing. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Can we just end with a couple of our questions, our hot takes from the hill? Yes. Which you already covered your favorite professor. You have two of them. Mm -hmm. So how about your favorite class that you took? Oh, my goodness. Um, You know, I'm going to say actually the uh, philosophy of the human person in Austria, because I think that class was an inflection point (laughs) in my love for um, learning. Mm. So I'll go there. Yeah, that's beautiful. What about your favorite place to study as a student? Um, it was a library so I could see my wife. <laughs> okay. What about your favorite campus activity? Uh, I would say sports. Loved intramurals. That was like, for me, the, the greatest. Um, I think I 
participate in most things on campus, but that was my favorite. So, mm-hmm. Very good. And with all of your travels, you've been all over the place. Have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? Yeah. I mean, I would say that running into Rob Reynolds at the Napa Institute six, seven years ago was like amazing because I, I had fallen out of touch with him and seeing him, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, then being able to see what he's doing with Studio 316 and, uh, you know, build our friendship from there is, was beautiful. So Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this and for just being such a wonderful ambassador for Franciscan and bringing us your excitement. Thank you, and thank you for all you're doing yeah. for the greatest university, the Harvard of the Ohio Valley. Of course, thank you. Do you know an alumni with a story to tell? We want to share legends from the entire university history and would love your suggestions. Email us at alumni at franciscan.edu. And I'll be back here in two weeks with a new conversation you won't want to miss.